Welcome back to the Wealth Actually podcast, the show that features artists, entrepreneurs, experts, and commentators that will give you the right knowledge, planning, and guidance so you can preserve your assets and enjoy your wealth. Learn more and subscribe today at wealthactually.com. And now, here's your host, Fraser Rice. Welcome back to the 99th episode of the Wealth Actually podcast. We're recording right before Christmas, and I'd like to give a special thanks to Matt Passy, who helps me sound good and makes the trains run on time. Most importantly, he helps keep this fun for me. With the end of the year fast approaching, philanthropy is on the minds of many people. For charitable organizations, the mad rush to meet their goals underscores many challenges they face. Understaffed, under-resourced, and using old tools, nonprofits face an uphill climb every year. By using marketing technology, AI, and data science tools, a new company is trying to help with this problem. Arjuna Solutions applies the same marketing concepts and data science found at the top consumer companies in the world to help in the nonprofit space. To take us through the idea of how technology and the nonprofit space can intersect, I'm going to speak to Colin Stewart. Colin leads Arjuna's groundbreaking philanthropic practice, which enables nonprofits to adopt new technologies and increase revenue more easily via philanthropic funding. We focus on how nonprofit organizations can increase the revenue through more data-driven and targeted asks. Finally, we talk about how high net worth donors and charities can deepen their relationships and multiply the impact of major gifts in measurable ways through technology. Welcome aboard, Colin. Thanks, Fraser. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Glad to be here with you. <laughs> We're always happy to have first-time callers and, and multiple long-time listeners, so thanks for having the time to, to be on here. Something that's interesting that I talked about in the opening is philanthropy is now just a gigantic tool in the toolkit for a lot of wealthy families, not only for tax and those types of purposes, but also as a way to really do good and to sort of enhance their legacy. And the part that I thought was interesting about Arjuna was the concept of bringing some technological tools that can help multiply the impact of donors' gifts. From your perspective, what does Arjuna solve? What was the problem that they saw that was sort of inhibiting sort of the multiplication of impact? And what is the opportunity that they're trying to fix? Yeah, it's a great question, Fraser. And thanks for asking and thanks for having me on. There's really two problems that we solve at Arjuna Solutions in the nonprofit ecosystem. The first being for nonprofits themselves, when they are soliciting donors for funds, and this is typically not your listeners who we're soliciting in this way. This is direct response fundraising. So if the listeners to this program are typically high net worth individuals, you know, we're talking about mass market fundraising. So direct mail, email, telemarketing, asking for a $50 gift or a $150 gift or a $300 gift. And we have realized over the course of, of our, you know, experience in the fundraising world that those gift amounts that we're asking for are inexact. And it's leaving money on the table. So if I'm asking Fraser Rice for $100 for Boys and Girls Club of America, the reality is, is that Fraser Rice has a unique relationship with Boys and Girls Club of America. And his maximum giving level for that organization is potentially higher or lower than the amount that the organization is asking you in kind of a, you know, a scattershot approach. So what we do with RAI is figure out Fraser Rice's unique giving elasticity, the highest level we should be asking him for to maximize his impact and maximize revenue for Boys and Girls Club in that instance. So that's one problem we solve for, which is just 
maximizing donor lifetime value for nonprofit organizations in their direct response fundraising. The second thing we solve for is something you talked about just a second ago, which is maximizing the impact of larger philanthropic gifts. So we find that, you know, if a major donor gives $50,000, $100,000, $500,000 to a nonprofit organization, in the traditional model, that organization then has $50,000 or $100,000 or, or $500,000 to spend, which is wonderful. It's a one-to-one kind of gift. But if you're able to give a gift of technology, such as Arjuna, which is able to have that multiplying impact, that $50,000 gifts can become a multiple of $50,000 of impact, same with 100 or 500. So you're starting to see a $50,000 gift become a sustainable revenue stream that can deliver multiples of impact to the organization. So we're, we're solving for both things, both at the mass market level and then multiplying impact at a major donor level. So where does the technology fit in, the artificial intelligence? How are you able to figure out where those pinpoint numerical issues are? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that nonprofits typically calculate how much to ask donors is some combination of what's called RFM, recency, frequency, or monetary gifts. So they use some algorithms and some formulas to figure out, okay, if Fraser gave $100 to Boys and Girls Club last year, and let me, full disclosure, Boys and Girls Club is not a client, they're just an organization I think is wonderful, so I always use them in this example. You know, so if Fraser Rice gave $100 to Boys and Girls Club last year, we'll do some fancy math, but typically ask him for what he gave last year times 1.2. So we'll ask him for 120 bucks. And it's a little bit more complicated than that, but not really. What our algorithms do and what our AI technology does, and this is our core product and, and service offering, is we take in all sorts of data inputs that the organization owns. It's all first-party data about Fraser Rice's interactions with Boys and Girls Club. If he attended a club, if he's gone to events, what he has given to in the past, how often has he given, what channels has he given to, email or on the website or direct mail or in telemarketing or at a walk or whatever. And through that, we're able to learn over time with a combination of unsupervised machine learning, and then once we get more inputs into the model, reinforcement learning. So if we're testing on figuring out Fraser Rice's price elasticity or his his donation elasticity, and he is responding or not responding, or if he's clicking on a link but not filling out the donation page, those are all inputs that help us hone and get smarter over time to figure out what that maximum level to ask Fraser Rice that, to give that will maximize his level of impact. So you take that information and then how do you communicate that to the donor organizations so that they can devise a good strategy around dealing with me, the donor? Yeah, absolutely. So what we do is we deliver, and it's very simple, we deliver a CSV file, a simple Excel sheet, with the specific ask amounts to ask each donor on their direct mail file. So if there are a million donors on the Boys and Girls Club's direct mail file, we will return a CSV sheet with a million rows 
with three different ask amounts, each ask amount individually tailored to that individual's giving elasticity to maximize the impact of their gift. And they take those numbers and they insert them into whatever creative treatment they're using in a direct mail piece, in an email, they go to production, they send them out. And then we get the response data, feed that into our system. And it's an ongoing learning cycle that happens over the course of, of a period of time. Typically, we take about 12 to 15 months to hit full maturity of us being able to maximize that giving level. But we always see results usually within the first kind of 60 to 90 days. So for which organizations does this make sense? It sounds like a small mailing list is it's not going to be able to really tap into the full robustness of what you're doing here. Yeah, it's certainly true. You know, what we need is a level of statistical significance. And, you know, that typically looks like a certain amount of volume because we need enough inputs about each individual's relationship to that specific organization to be relevant and to learn enough to really move the needle. So any organization and, you know, look, we work with organizations like Easter Seals, Boys and Girls Club, or excuse me, not Boys and Girls Club, Alzheimer's Association, Special Olympics, PETA, pretty large scale nonprofits with, with huge files and huge audiences. You know, it doesn't have to be in the millions in terms of volume, but we do need to achieve six figures of volume. So typically 100,000 solicitations over the course of, the, of a year. That doesn't mean 100,000 unique individuals. It just needs 100,000 outputs. So I could email Fraser Rice 10 times, and that counts as 10 towards that 100K, if that makes sense. Right. So for the nonprofit organizations that have somewhat of a critical mass, and let's say they have 100,000 people to deal with, does this help them expand their mailing list to 120,000? Can they use the data to make inferences to make other outreach, or is that something that they have to do on their own? Yeah, it certainly can contribute to that. So where we're really having the most impact for our clients is with their existing donors, whether they've given recently or maybe they gave a year or two ago and have lapsed in recent years, helping to reactivate those donors to give it their highest level. Now, all of those organizations that we're talking about, any organization that has a a scale of the size you just talked about, 100,000 individuals on their, their list, they're also doing some sort of donor acquisition. So that's when they're going out and trying to acquire new donors. They're buying a list of names and they're sending out emails or or solicitations to try to get those donors to join their community. We're still able to work effectively in acquisition as well, but our primary focus is on existing donors and helping them give more and maximizing the lifetime value of those donor relationships. Right. So let's get back to the donor, the sort of the higher stakes donor, the one who's giving 100,000, 500,000. Take us through the process of what happens if you can get involved in their donation and that integration between the donor and the receiving nonprofit organization. Yeah, it's really interesting. This is a big part of of my job. And and I'm joined Arjuna back in July, having worked in the intersection of nonprofit technology and really fundraising for over a decade. And the reason I joined is because I've really found this model to be so not only clever, but I think it's groundbreaking and potentially revolutionary for the space. So, you know, and I'm going to back up even more. Nonprofits deliver such great and important and critical services to our society. 
And we live in one of the most philanthropically minded countries in the world. Just last year in the US, you know, we gave about 470 billion with a B dollars. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But the reality is nonprofit organizations have challenges investing in infrastructure and technology and fundraising services. And there are a lot of reasons for that, many of which are the fact that for a variety of reasons and how our society views and measures and evaluates nonprofits, expecting them all to work for free, essentially, and operate on a shoestring out of the goodness of their hearts, therefore nonprofit organizations are expected to, like I said, operate on a shoestring and are excluded from many tools of capitalism that are available to all of us in the, in the commercial sector, if you will. So they lack access to public markets, lack access to spend a lot of money on talent and staff because it's viewed poorly and they get dinged in the watchdog ratings and lack the ability to spend a lot of money on marketing and fundraising and infrastructure, again, because it's viewed poorly, that every dollar should be spent on services and not on growing the scale of the organization and building up its capacity. So that's just kind of an overall framework here is that nonprofits are hampered coming out of the gate. They just don't have as many tools in their toolbox to grow and have more impact. Now, that all being said, what we do with donors is help nonprofits break some of those constraints. You help them kind of unshackle themselves a little bit from the way that they're, you know, forced to not invest in themselves. And the genesis for this concept and what we're trying to do, actually, I, I wish it was our idea, but it actually was from a donor who we were connected with. And this donor is a high net worth individual. There was a cause that he donated to. And like any good nonprofit with a major gift officer, they were constantly soliciting him and asking him to increase the scale of his gift. You know, and he was giving a sizable amount, a six-figure gift. And he said, look, guys, this is not in my strategy or my budget to give you more money, give you more cash. However, there's this company over here that I'm aware of, Arjuna Solutions, this AI tech company where they say they can take my $1 and turn it into $3 because that is our typical return across our portfolio of clients. Any dollar invested in our services delivers $3 back to the organization. And what he said was, and again, I wish I this was our idea, but it wasn't. He said, so I'm, instead of writing you my typical $100,000 check in cash, so therefore you'd have $100,000 to spend on your mission, I'm going to write you a $100,000 check for you to spend on Arjuna's direct response fundraising services. We have a, our primary service that helps calculate the right ask amounts. It's called Exact Ask. So he said, here's a hundred grand for Exact Ask. And they spent that $100,000 on our services. And, and that's exactly what happened. We turned that hundred grand into $300,000. And because that's over 100% return, it creates a self-sustaining flywheel and an ongoing revenue stream for that organization that they didn't have to begin with. So what we do is we work with donors who are interested in multiplying the impact of their existing giving. They don't have to give a penny more, right, to have triple the impact of their existing giving. 
And that's how the model works. And, you know, it's, it's been really successful and we're trying to spread the word. So you get back to that three to one leverage component, which is, I think, pretty interesting. Have you been running into family offices or other high net worth types who are measuring the impact of their donation this way? Or is this something that's new and needs more amplification, as it were, in the world? Yeah, it's a great question. And we have not come up against other donors who are measuring the return of their donation in this way. There are a lot of interesting, and this is a, you know, an evolving field and interesting ways to measure impact out there in terms of, you know, depending on what services you're funding, back to the Boys and Girls Club, you look at number of kids that are being served or number of meals that are being served or number of hospital beds that you're funding. People look at it in terms of impact on the mission, but not always bringing those tools of capitalism, those ROI sorts of tools, those return on donation sorts of metrics that that we're able to provide. Because our services are so measurable, we're able to give you an exact you know, return percentage number based on the amount of your gift for that nonprofit. We're finding that people in family offices, wealth managers, et cetera, are just really excited to be able to see that multiplying impact in terms of real dollars for the organizations they support. And, you know, it's pretty novel out there. So can you take us through a meeting where that takes place? And is that something where the donor, the organization, maybe the wealth manager, and then you get together in a room and say, okay, here's where the dollar went and here's the $3 of output that it generated? Yeah, exactly right. So how that works is first, you know, I'll get connected with a donor directly or their family office kind of principal or a wealth manager and get them excited about the concept. And, you know, that's usually pretty easy to do because of all the data we have at our disposal. And there's two ways for donors to get involved. They can either, we have dozens and dozens of clients who are always seeking funding. They can choose off of what I like to call our menu of organizations that they want to support, you know, organizations who are current clients or we can you know, work with an organization that they care about and they can introduce us into that organization. We'll start our pilot. We'll start sharing data back and forth with the nonprofit. And after different periods of time, different rounds of learning, we will report back on our progress. We share that information first with the nonprofit and make sure everybody is aligned and excited about what we're doing, make any adjustments that are needed. And then we always go back to the donor and anybody else in their their kind of orbit to share with them what the results are and just keep them posted on what good their dollar is doing and what the multiplying impact of that dollar is. Well, thank you for being on. This is a really cool situation, I think, where not only you're able to you know, help charitable organizations maximize their followings in many ways, but then also the second part, I think, is really interesting in sort of really generating some additional entrepreneurial conditions for charitable organizations and maximizing that donor dollar. What's next for the company? What are you guys thinking about right now? Obviously, you want to get more clients on board and make more connections, but are you looking ahead to other ways that the data and the AI principles can push things forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I talk about kind of our exact ask service, that's calculating the right ask amounts. And that's one component of direct response fundraising. But then, you know, at the end of the day, when you're talking about any sort of AI and marketing or fundraising, 
You know, it really comes down to personalizing communications, to being hyper-relevant to each constituent, each donor, you know, from a commercial perspective, each, each consumer. So we can apply those same principles of how much to ask to figure out when to ask each individual, when to ask each high net worth individual. We can start to look at what images do donors respond better to? What type of copy do they respond better to? Really, any sort of experience that can increase the value of a donor's relationship to the organization is a space that our AI technology and our patented services can really start to make an impact. And we have, you know, I'd say at least a half dozen services in R&D and development right now that are just going to only amplify the ability for those donors to have a, a bigger impact with their organizations they support. Super cool. How do we stay in touch? You can reach me at Colin at ArjunaSolutions.com. That's A-R-J-U-N-A Solutions.com. Or just go to our website, ArjunaSolutions.com. And there's all sorts of ways to get in touch with us. And we're always looking to connect with donors, family offices, anyone else that's connected to nonprofits and interested in, in having more impact out there. Well, thank you for carving out a little time right before Christmas. It's hectic for everybody, but I think this is a terrific tool and I'm rooting for your success. So keep us up to date. I think we'll have you back on maybe. Let's give it some time, but into next year. And as you guys get some more features in place, love to hear about them. Awesome, Fraser. Thanks so much. Thanks to everyone for listening and, and have a great new year. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wealth Actually, hosted by Fraser Rice author of the book Wealth Actually and a leading private wealth manager. Head on over to wealthactually.com where you can subscribe to this podcast, get your own copy of the Wealth Actually book, and connect with Fraser directly. We'll see you next time on Wealth Actually. Wealth Actually.